All right. So real quick, before I get into the episode, I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of breakdown of what I'm talking about today on my man, Jake. I've known him for close to a month now, and it's just been one of those connections that the Lord has allowed um, us to be able to encourage each other just in the brief time that we've known each other. But his testimony is something that is extremely powerful in the way that the Lord has taken him from um, really a lot of lows to where he is now to where um, he is aiming to go and where Lord willing he will go is something that Satan doesn't want to happen. and something that can be uh, used for the kingdom in a mighty way. So I'm excited to have him on to hear a little bit of his testimony, talks a little bit about his family life, his upbringing, that sort of thing. Um, so I'm just excited to get into this episode. Hopefully you guys enjoy it and get some encouragement out of it. And also, if you're watching this on YouTube and you're not subscribed to already to the channel, what are you waiting on? Just go ahead and hit that subscribe button. It's free to do. And what it does is is the algorithms see that there are more people that are excited about what we're doing here and it puts it out to more eyeballs. And that's what we're trying to do. Reach as many people as we can with the gospel and you guys can help out in that way by just simply hitting the subscribe um, commenting on the video, liking the video. Um, and then also if you're listening to this on Apple, if you would scroll all the way down to the bottom, rate it, review it, because it does the same thing. The more interest that it gets and the more excitement behind it, the more it pushes it out to more ears. So if you guys would help us out in that way. And also shout out to my guy, Cody Truitt. I'm wearing the shirt today of Sound Mind. My boy Cody sent it to me um, last week, so I told him I'd rock it on the show. So Shout out to you, Cody. God bless you guys. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Contact Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Call Attack Podcast. I'm your host, Donovan Jones. Um, I'm super excited about this conversation today. Me and Jake, we've only known each other for like maybe, what, two or three weeks, something like that? Yeah, three um, weeks, right around there. Yeah, something like that. But it's just yeah. like, I, I've said it before on the podcast, like God continues to surround me with like, like-minded individuals and people that are helping me grow in my walk and um, just the way that God brought Jake into my life. He's just been doing that even in this short time. So I'd um, like to introduce for the first time on the Call Attack podcast, Jake with a Y. Jake, how you feeling, man? I'm good, man. How are you? And I just want to say likewise, man. Like I was praying for people to get put in my life and here we are. So, Yeah, God's good at that kind of stuff. When I'm thankful, like I said, in the short time that we've known each other, um, I'm thankful for you and I'm looking forward to see, you know, what the Lord allows us to do together in the future. You know what I'm saying? Likewise. And yeah, um, on that note, God's really in the last couple of years put put some people in my life too, not only in um, social media, but just I got a couple of friends. Shout out Greg and Elijah. Um, when I was living in my old spot, I was into a lot of bad things, and then I moved up here and I met those two guys, and we go to church together. Oh, that's and awesome. We talk about God together, and those are really my two only close friends. So God really put them in my life too. Yeah, that's awesome. That's one thing that I love too about when you have those like-minded individuals around you because you can really like go to them and bounce ideas off of them and um, just talk about things that are going to be edifying in the spirit instead of like just talking about anyway. A lot of nonsense. Pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much the majority of what it was. So um, yeah, so what before we get into like the testimony stuff like that, because um, Jake makes music, I want to get into all that um because i'm excited to hear his full testimony i know a little bit of it but i'm excited to hear um the rest of it and um i think 
the kind of testimony that Jake has, um, Satan doesn't like. I'll let him get into it in a minute. But before we do that, we got the big three. Um, it's just three random questions. So you ready to go? I'm ready, man. I've been waiting for it. Been waiting for it. All right, let's yeah. see if we can see if we can throw some heat here. Uh, the last show that you binge watched. Last show that I binge watched was Stranger Things. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. I'm assuming you and your wife watched it together. Yeah. Okay. Have y'all seen? Have y'all ever watched Smallville? No, I've never seen. I've heard about it, but I've never seen it. Isn't it based in Kansas? Oh yeah, that's right. You're in Kansas, right? Yeah. Yeah, Wichita, yeah. Kansas. Yeah, it's uh well on the show it's called Smallville, Kansas. I don't think there there's not a Smallville in Kansas, right? I mean there might be. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm assuming it's fictional, but uh yeah, me I've been telling my wife for years cuz that's been one of my favorite shows since I was younger, since it came out cuz it's like mm -hmm. 20 years old. But um I kept telling my wife, I'm like we need to watch it. You'll like it. You'll like it. And she was like, "No, no, no." Finally got her into it and now she's like obsessed with it. So we're like we're on season 2 now, but it's really good. Y'all should give it. If y'all like uh it's not really like the typical superhero type mm -hmm. show. You know what I'm saying? Superhero. Yeah. My wife hates superhero stuff. Hates it. It's, like if I turn on like the Avengers or something, it's immediately getting turned off. So, well, yes. Yeah, so, well, she might like it. It's not like that stuff. Cause I'm not a big like Avengers DC dude. Mm -hmm. either. Um, but this is, I don't know. It's just different. The, uh, just the acting and like the relationships and stuff in there. You, like the underlying story is he's Superman, you know, but there's a lot of stuff going on, you know what I'm saying, throughout that it's not just him saving people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, all right. So uh, question number two. So if you had a uh, menu item named after you, what would the meal be? What would the meal be? Um, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think. Probably some kind of Asian stir fry. I, love, I make Asian stir fry all the time. I love it. Um, you would cook it? Oh yeah, man. I'm, I'm a chef. <laughs> there I'm a chef. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love to cook. I actually, I enjoy cooking. I grew yeah. every weekend. Uh, but no, probably like an Asian stir fry, yeah. something a little spicy. Got a kick to it. Yeah. Got to throw a little heat in there. Oh yeah. Um, all right. So question number three. So this is, I've been wanting to ask this question for years just because I'm a big, a big basketball fan, but I've not had the opportunity. I mean, I've had some dudes on here that play basketball, but you could tell, uh -huh. Um, if you're, if you're watching this on YouTube, Jake's got some jerseys behind him. Oh so, yeah. You should see uh, over here. Here, look at this. Got, got more of them. <laughs> there you all go. My old, yeah. All my old <laughs> magazines. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. So, um, shoot like Steph or dunk like Blake. Okay. Blake, you know, Blake in his prime. That's tough. Cause Blake used to be my favorite non Spurs player of all time, but I'm going to have to say shoot like Steph. Cause he changed the game. Like he completely changed the game and he can do that till he's like 40 years old. You see what happened to Blake. I mean, I, I got to say shoot like, Steph, shoot like Steph. Yeah. Blake's game is not good for the knees. I mean, you only got so many jumps in you, but that's uh, why I'm worried about Zion, man. Yeah. I mean, he'll figure it out. I think he'll figure it out, but he's young. I think he likes to party a little too much from what I've heard. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's what <laughs> yeah. I heard. So, uh, yeah, so that's the big three. So if you want to, um, like I said a minute ago, I'm excited to hear, like, your full testimony. So uh, just however much you want to share, you can go back, you know, as far into your past as you want to or whatever you feel comfortable sharing. You can just go ahead and get into it. Yeah, man. So um, when I started this whole, like, changing into Christian rap thing, God told me specifically, he's like, don't hold anything back. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I think I told you before. I went to go delete all my old music because it talks about about drugs. It talks a lot about there's a lot of cursing in it. 
was talking about alcohol, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I did delete some of it, but there was a vast majority of it that he was like, you need to keep this because somebody needs to hear it. So um, my past consists of, I'm in Wichita, Kansas right now, but I grew up in a small town called Parsons, Kansas, probably about 12,000 people. Um, I grew up in a Pentecostal church and I really, I feel like I got the wrong side of what church was supposed to be. Um, it's a lot of judgment, a lot of picking and choosing who should be involved. Um, very ritualistic in a way. Like if you don't speak in tongues, you're not, you're not godly. Mm. Um, it just wasn't an environment that I felt like was good for cultivating what a Christian should be. And I think I was lucky enough to see that at a young age and not just catch on to it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, as far as my childhood goes, I don't know, man, I didn't have a, I didn't have a bad childhood, but I didn't have a great one either. My parents were split up. Um, I grew up kind of between the households. My mom was sick a lot, so she would be in the hospital for like months at a time. So I stayed, I was staying with my dad at that time and there were a lot of times they didn't communicate. So I would kind of be off at my mom's house by myself, kind of raising myself at times in like early middle school. So it was kind of, I don't know, man, I was forced to grow up pretty fast. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up a lot around a lot of diversity. I grew up around a lot of different kinds of people. And I thank God for that to this day, because it really helped to like shape my mindset on I, equality is very important for me. So I really thank him that he did that for me at a very young age. He was able to show me a lot of different cultures. Um, from middle school to high school, I was always big on basketball. Yeah. And that was kind of like my escape. Um, I didn't really play any other sports even. I did track, but I, I didn't take it very serious. Right. So basketball was kind of, basketball and music were kind of like my escapes from the world. So I would go and I would just practice every single day every single day. I wanted to go to the NBA. I heard you talk about that. And oh yeah. 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 That was my goal. <laughs> every day I had like little workout lists that I would do and basketball is really my escape. Um, so when that got, it didn't really get taken away from me, but I chose to stop pursuing it cause I didn't really see a path in college. I played, um, two years at a Juco and I could have played D2, but to me it was kind of like, what's the point? I don't really see any, myself getting anything out of this. Yeah. So I just decided to go back to school and that's really where I, I slipped really hard. Um, I got, I got into drugs. I got into smoking, alcohol, ecstasy, LSD. I got into DMT, a lot of things I'm really not proud of, but it's just that kind of, that kind of space is what I was in. That's who I was surrounded by. I was selling drugs. Yeah. I was drinking three, four times a day and I was around people that, thought it was cool like that's just what we did mm-hmm. and I wasn't following God at all I did a lot of things I'm not proud of but I'm thankful that God put me in that spot because now I'm able to kind of step back from it and be able to look at somebody else and be like I know what you're going through right here in this time period right now I've been there I was on the point of addiction basically and God for some reason chose to pull me out of that and he gave me this bigger purpose and he can do that for you too. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I'm very grateful for that. Um, I'm also very grateful for my wife. She was the one that got me back into church. I think it was, what year was that? I think it was 2019, 2018, maybe we went to church for the first time. Uh, so did y'all meet in college? Yeah. So funny story. She lived across the hall from me. We didn't meet in college, but we were both in college, if that makes sense. I didn't meet yeah. her in class or anything. 
Yeah. But we lived in a little, uh, it was basically like a duplex on top of a duplex and we lived yeah. on top and she lived across the hall. I really feel like the moment I saw her, I knew she was going to be instrumental in my life. I think God came to me in that moment and told me, and I didn't realize at the time I was like, that's weird. Like it's a weird feeling to get about a random girl that I've never talked to, but I really felt strongly that he told me like this woman is going to play an instrumental part in your life. And I just kind of brushed it off, but here we are. And then she, like, so once y'all met, then she kind of encouraged you to, to get back in church. So she was already in church at that time. Yeah. So when I moved in, she was in Jordan on a missions trip. Um, she oh, went wow. to like Israel and she saw, she saw a lot of things and she didn't actually grow up in church at all. She didn't grow up knowing God and mm -hmm. she had just recently started before that mission trip. I think she had just got baptized. She'll tell me if I'm wrong about that. But when she went on the missions trip, that really helped to deepen her walk with God. And as soon as she got back is when we met. Oh, wow. So yeah, she, uh, she took me to my first church service in probably, I want to say five or six years. And I had like a pretty bad panic attack actually in that moment, which I know now was Satan trying to get me to not go back. But it was, I've dealt with a lot of mental blocks when it comes to that kind of thing. Cause yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you know, growing up in a church like that, it can really warp your, your mind yeah. on what church is supposed to be. So, yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're, you grow up in a space that's like very judgmental. Jesus never, you know, turned anybody away. Um, he sat with sinners. He brought, you know, anyone in who wanted to find out more about him. Um, but the thing about Jesus that is like, so uh, makes him so different than anybody else is like, while any of us, if we could try to change somebody, there's the possibility of us maybe slipping into like the habits that they're doing. But like Jesus, when he sat with sinners and when he brought people in, he made the change inside of them and they changed. It wasn't him changing. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, but it's just, we, we have to show that like that, um, un unapologetic love that Jesus showed to other people to be like, like, this is the authentic Jesus. This is the Jesus that we follow the one that can take you from drugs that they can take you from whatever you're dealing with and flip your story and use it for his honor and glory. Because that's like, like you said, um, the reason at the, at the beginning, when I was talking about how your, your story is so powerful and how you talked about, you had some songs on there that you felt like you needed to keep because like, you felt like the spirit was telling you, you know, you need to leave this up for somebody. Um, that's big because Satan, Satan wants to hold our past, um, for us to feel like, okay, I can't share this, but it's like, no, Jesus uses your past, the things that you struggle with, the things that you dealt with in the past. He uses those things for other people. Like our lives, we, one thing that I've been discovering just in the more that I read the word is like, our lives aren't just for ourselves. Like it is to bless other people. It's to point other people to him. And those past experiences that you had, there can be somebody out there that's maybe even hearing this right now that they say, well, I've felt like I can't go to God because, you know, I'm too filthy. I'm too dirty. I can't go to God. But you're standing there saying, no, look, I mean, you can literally look it up. Here's a song right here. Where I'm talking about this stuff. I can and, hear Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. You're good. You're I can. Good. There, I got songs that, I, that are still up where I'm basically yelling at God in a way, mm. like I'm just angry at God mm -hmm. for the things he put me through. And mm. there's even a song where I, I, I basically say like, I want to hear what Satan has to say because everything I've been hearing from you is, I don't want to hear it anymore. Mm. And I don't want to share that. Cause then somebody can be like, well, this guy's not, he's not everything he talks about, but I am. That's the thing is like, he took me from that spot 
yeah he he heard what i was saying and then he told me yeah. you know, like i still want to use you like yeah. none of that matters to me like i was literally angry at him telling him i wanted nothing to do with him and he still has the grace to pull me out of that so mm-hmm. yeah i mean you just look throughout scriptures i've been in john the book of john a lot recently and just the overwhelming theme over and over again the woman at the well the woman that they caught in the act of adultery all these people that that supposedly have this past that they can't be forgiven for he literally comes out to the first person other than his disciples to profess that he's the messiah to a woman that's been married multiple times you know what i'm saying because he he knew not only was the change that was going to be made inside of her going to be something that changed her life in such a way she wasn't going to go back but the change was going to be so powerful that people that knew her before can be like okay something's different about her and if you look in that chapter i feel like it's i think it's john chapter four i don't remember the exact verse but it was something to the effect of like the people in samaria um believe jesus just because of her words because of the change that mm-hmm. was made inside of her and so it's just um satan doesn't want those type of stories to get out to other people because then that gives other people hope like you don't need a co-sign from anybody else when you got the creator of the universe saying you know i've i've called you to do something just to go back on the music thing he yeah first of all satan does not want me doing this like you said he does not want me switching my going from my secular music talking about everything i was talking about to now talking about God, but if right. he, I think if I was to do it, the way he'd want me to do it is to delete all that music and just pretend like I am this new person. This has been me from the beginning. Mm. He doesn't want people to be able to go back and look and see, oh, you were doing this, this, and this. Well, I was doing this two years ago. I was doing this. So if God can use him, why can't he use me? Exactly. And I think if it was up to Satan, it would just be Obviously, I wouldn't be doing it, but if I was doing it, I, all that would be gone. Nobody would be able to see it. I wouldn't be on here talking about it right now. I was just pretending like I'd be pretending like I was somebody else. So I think it's powerful. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I appreciate you being willing to come on and, and share a little bit of it because, you know, that stuff is is Satan puts it in your head that um, people are going to judge you for this. Christians aren't going to accept you for saying stuff like this. And, you know, that is like the, one of the biggest misconceptions is that Christians are perfect. Um, you know, Christians don't make mistakes. And, you know, if you make a mistake, you need to hide it. You can't say anything about it because then you're not going to be accepted. You're going to be shunned or kicked out of the church or whatever. But none of us are perfect. God loves sinners, man. Like multiple times, multiple times, you know, he was, he was speaking to prostitutes. He was speaking to murderers. He was speaking to the people who today would be drug dealers doing all this kind of stuff. And those are the people that he used the most, not the people in the churches laying down the rules and the laws. It was the people out on the streets. He was talking mm-hmm. to people out on the streets and I feel like that's where it needs to come from. Cause those are the people that have real experiences that can share that with people on a relatable basis. Instead of the, instead of just telling them you need to do this, you need to do that. I think yeah, there's real power in it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It, it, cause it, because it shows that God can use anybody. You um, I ran into a guy a while ago. I was just coming out of a gas station going to get back in my truck and he was standing at the pump and he said something to me. I don't remember what he said. And anyway, we started talking and this and that, and um, we started talking about God. And he was like, you know, I wasn't expecting, he's like, you don't look like somebody that would just start a random conversation about Jesus. And I'm like, you know, do you have to wear a shirt and tie to talk about Jesus? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's, there's been times where like, I'll, I've been in my tattoo parlor and uh, I was talking to the guy who's doing my tattoo. Shout out to Nate Cameron. I know he listens to this sometimes, but um he was asking me about the podcast. We started talking about Jesus in there in the tattoo parlor. 
and one of his guys was sitting in there with us and he was chit-chatting about all this other stuff before but once we started about talking about jesus he kind of got up and walked out and i was like you know it is what it is because at least that seed was planted you know what i'm saying like he yeah. sat in there long enough to know you know what we were talking about and um you know sometimes we won't see that that plant grow but like just plant that seed i think there's gonna be a revolution man i don't know if revolution is the right word but I think gonna be, he's going gonna gonna to gonna start. Yeah, he's going to start using more people, not within the church, like you've been talking about. Mm-hmm. That's that's where the power is. That's where people listen. I mean, because people don't want to go to church and get preached at. They want to they want to be talked to on a personal yeah. level about how they can change their ways and like who better to do it, you know? Yeah, I've been I've been feeling that so much just over the last just since you know God called me to do this. Um, because I was struggling with that when I felt like God was calling me to do the podcast. Cause I was like, I didn't go to seminary. You know, I've never taught a Sunday school class or anything like that. I was like, this ain't for me, but I was reading an Acts, and, uh, I've said it, I've said it time and time again on here, but maybe there's somebody that's listening to this for the first time and they might need to hear it. Um, in Acts chapter four, verse 13, Peter and John are in the synagogue teaching and the people could tell by the way that they spoke, they were common and uneducated men, but they spoke with boldness because they had been with Jesus. And if we are seeking that relationship with Jesus, walking with him, um, that's all that matters. He's going to give you that boldness. He's going to give you the words to say you can be a common, educated man, just like we're talking about Peter and John. But it's just like Jesus still uses fishermen today. Like like you said, he wasn't going after the pastor, you know, quote unquote, pastors of those days, the Pharisees and stuff, because they were literally turning the law into God. You know, mm-hmm. they were more so worried about the law than loving people and taking care of people. And um, that's what Jesus came to, to set straight and to abolish. And I think there was a shift in 2020, to be honest with you. Um, Yeah. I'll be honest. I was still pretty stuck in my, so I started going back to church in 2019. I think mm -hmm. it was 2019. I was still pretty stuck in my ways up until I got baptized in 2021. So I guess elaborate what you mean on 2020, because I guess I don't, I wasn't too deep on it at that point. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Well, I just think, um, cause you know, obviously 2020 with everything that happened, all the shutdowns and lockdowns and everything like that. And people, um, sh- the church is being shut down and stuff like that. So people weren't meeting. And so mm-hmm. I just felt like when the churches opened up, at least from what I've seen from when the churches opened up, um, a lot of attendance was still down cause people were like, well, we can just look at online service. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Or they're like, well, we were just going just because it was the right thing to do or whatever, but they weren't serious about it. And so a lot of these preachers out here now, not all of them, you know, I need, I want to, you know, make that a point that I say that not all of them, but a lot of these preachers now are just at the point of, they're just saying, well, I have to keep attendance up because I have to get my money. Right. So whatever I need to say, whatever fluff I need to say to keep butts in the seats, that's what I'm going to do. And so like, I feel like, Jesus, the, the people that Jesus are using right now is the common man and the layman because the pastor's too scared to say what needs to be said from behind the pulpit. So God is saying, you know what? Um, I'm, I can't use these dudes right now. So I'm going to use the common folk. I'm going to use the people that are um, common, un- uneducated men and women um, that are just willing to do what I need them to do no matter what. And it doesn't matter if you're having an effect on one person or five people or 500 people, um, but just doing what you know that God is putting on your heart and your spirit to do. Um, that's all that he's called us to do, like unafraid and unapologetically. 
And I think that's kind of what's happening right now, the, the shift that I've been seeing. Yeah, I do want to go back, though, and just there are some preachers, like you said, that are like shout out to Mark Hoover at New Spring Church, Wichita, Kansas. Yeah, um, I love I love that dude. I've never met him personally because I do go to like a pretty big church, like mm -hmm. 400 people per service, probably like three services. But yeah, he's not afraid to say like the things that need to be said, whether it's right. about today's society, you know, the transgender movement, whether it's mm -hmm. about sexuality or politics. Like he just he preaches what's in the Bible. And that's it. And he's not afraid to make people leave. Like, and ironically, when I started going there in 20, I started going there late 2020. That's I've seen him say all these things that would be considered, you know, what's the word? Um, I don't know, like considered like bad things to say in this time period. But I've seen his church grow exponentially. Yeah, like it's crazy. And he's really bringing people to this church. And I feel like there's something powerful going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's preaching unafraid and like how we're supposed to preach, you know, you just preach the word, you know, that's, that's what I've been like trying to say over and over again on here. It's just like Matthew six thirty three says, seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added unto you. So like, if you're not worried about what it looks like to the world and you're not worried about anything else other than seeking that genuine relationship with Jesus, he's just going to add the, the things that you need around you. He's going to surround you with the things that you need. And um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. We get so fixated on what the world thinks. If you're just renewing your mind, like it says in Romans 12 and just seeking first the kingdom, nothing else is going to matter to you. It's just going to matter to you. Like, what am I doing to please God? What am I doing for the kingdom? You know? So, um, switch gears a little bit. Do you have anything else in uh, music you wanted to touch on before we move on? Not really, man. I mean, I'm working on a lot of music right now. I'm probably... Yeah. Like I said earlier, like I was trying to work on 12 tracks at once. <laughs> yeah. Trying to do, I'm trying to do that right now, and I probably should dial it down a little bit. But me and uh, me and Godbody got a few tracks we're working on. I think we might work on an EP or something. Yeah. I, I'm working on a lot of stuff, man. And it's just crazy seeing like the transformation and what I'm doing now compared to what I was doing three years ago. Yeah. I don't need to say too much else about it. If people want to listen, they can listen. You know, if God yeah. wants them to listen, they'll come listen. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that. God body. That's my dude. He's been on here. He, I don't remember. He was on here sometime last year. I need to get him back on again. He's, I love that dude, but, um, yeah. So I wanted to touch on, um, cause I know it's, it's funny because last week I had on, uh, Eric Nelson and his wife is pregnant. And then mm -hmm. my guy, Cody, shout out to Cody. I'm actually wearing Cody's podcast shirt. Now Cody Truett, shout out to Cody. Um, his wife is pregnant and I know your wife is pregnant as well. So, uh yeah you want to touch on that a little bit yeah man we actually just left the midwife appointment appointment oh, for at real? like 2 30 yeah i came back and did straight to here so mm -hmm. yeah man i'm excited i'm really excited i'm ready to be a pops having a daughter naming her Aaliyah. uh i do ask that people pray for this situation because my wife is choosing to do the natural route and we're very i'm very confident it's going to go well um she's very confident it's going to go well i just do ask people pray for that because like that is not something that we know a whole lot about. We're taking classes on it and that kind of thing. Um, but I'm excited, man. She's doing September. Yeah. That's, I mean, today's August 1st. So you don't have, uh, there's not a whole lot of time. I asked this question to, to Eric as well, but I'm interested to see what you have to say. What kind of things from your upbringing, the, the type of way that you were raised and the things that you saw, um, are you going to take into fatherhood, good or bad? You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, so um, I can I can say all I can about my mom, but one thing she did do is she she showed me who God was. Yeah. She she maybe not maybe she didn't do it in the right way, as far as going to church and showing me that kind of thing. But she showed me how to respect people. She showed me how to read the Bible. Um, that's something I really want to carry on with our daughter. That's something we both want to carry on with our daughter. And then, as far as just like mentally, I want to be able to connect with her because I don't feel like my parents were able to do that. Uh, I had a dad. I don't want to like bash my parents or anything, but right, I had a yeah, dad. yeah, yeah. He just, I mean, he tried to connect with gifts and that kind of thing. Um, I want to be able to mentally connect with my children and tell them, you know, if you need me to talk to me, I'll be here. Like, whatever you need, I can show you how to tie your shoes. I can show you how to, yeah. I don't know, make stir fry. Like, we can do whatever we <laughs> want to do. I'll show you how to right. read the Bible. Whatever you need. Like, if you just need to talk to me, I want to be there. So it's really big that mentally I'm there for my children because a lot of people don't have that. I didn't really have that. So I would say that's probably number one for me. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's so important. The one, one thing that I wish um, I hadn't done, like, like we, we took our kids to church every once in a while, um, but we, we weren't like consistent and like we would pray with them every night, but we weren't really, I wasn't doing the best job of being the spiritual leader that I should have been, you know what I'm saying? And um, so I kind of looked at it as like, um, I'm a Christian my kids will just kind of see the way that I believe and they'll just get it off of osmosis almost, mm -hmm. you know, and that's not the way that you can, you should do it, you know? So at first when we, once I rededicated my life to Christ, um, look, you know, we're blessed to be in a position. The kids were real little, so it wasn't like they were teenagers or anything, you know, but, um, but it was just like, we had to like shift some things. So I'm like, okay, now we're going to make it a priority to, we're going to sit and we're going to read the Bible before we go to bed we're going to learn verses and we're going to do these different things. Um, and at first Satan puts it in your mind that it like, it's, Oh, this is just too awkward or this is just too different. You don't need to do that. You know, and that's, that's the kind of mind games he was playing with me. It's just like, it's one of those things that it's good that um, you guys are doing this, like starting off, like you're wanting to, to raise her that way, like teaching her the things of God right off the bat. So you won't ever have to worry about that little, you know what I'm saying? That kind of awkward yeah. phase, getting back into it. And we, and we still have a lot of work to do in that sense. I mean, we, we read our Bibles, we do devotionals, but I mean, everybody has a lot of work to do in that sense, I guess. But yeah, I, I want to make sure, like you said, I'm the spiritual head of the household. Mm -hmm. That's something that my preacher, Mark, he, uh, he preached about it. I think, I don't know, five, six months ago. And it really hit me. Like he talked about the statistics of, uh, kids who grew up with fathers that follow God they go on it's i don't know the exact percentages but it was a crazy amount percentage more go on to follow god and like consistently seek him as yeah. opposed to just a mother or no parents at all so i really want to be that that spiritual leader that, that he wants us to be absolutely yeah that's that's the thing that i think a lot of guys don't um really take seriously and i know satan plays with a lot of dudes heads at this fact that it's just like everything that god has given us to steward like we're going to be judged for that. Like when we stand before him one day, he's like, I gave you all these things. Why didn't you steward it properly? You know? And so I know there's a lot of things in my life that I did not steward properly. And I want to eliminate as much as I can moving on. There, there is a lot on the man as far as that goes, but you know, there's an order to everything that God does. And he has set the man as the head of the house household, the spiritual leader, um, so we just got to make sure that we're doing the best that we can to lead our family the proper way. 
Yeah, man, you don't want them looking at you one day just like, you disappointed me. You didn't do what you needed to do. That's like my biggest fear is that he just looks at me in my eyes and he's like, I gave you this and you didn't use it. And so we got to use it. We got to do what we got to do. Yeah, I I think that just goes back to that Matthew 633. If you're seeking first the kingdom, everything else is just going to be a byproduct of that. Because like that's the literally the cheat code to all of this. Like if you just seek Jesus and you just love him, um, he's going to make those changes inside of you. And it's just like it really takes the pressure off in a way because you're like, all I got to do is focus on this one thing. But like me and you talked about it earlier today, like if you're not waking up to that daily renewal, like it says in Romans 12, like um, renewing your mind, don't don't be conformed to the things of this world. Like if you're not um, actively seeking to do that, the very first you know part of your day, um, Satan can get in there quick and play a lot of mind games with you. Very quick. Yeah, I guess yeah. I could just touch on that. So in that conversation I was telling you about these last couple of days, I've just been feeling just bogged down like I don't know I feel like this weight was just over me and uh I feel like so something I've noticed is Satan something Satan tries to use tries to use on me is sleep I don't know if that makes sense but I'll just get overwhelmingly tired to where I just want to sleep for like yeah for no other reason I just want to sleep for like 15 hours I don't want to get up I don't want to work on music I don't want to read my bible I don't want to make food I don't want to take my dog to the dog park talk to my wife really I just want to sleep and then my wife was like, have you been reading your Bible? And I was like, I guess I haven't in the last two days. And you saying that this morning really just kind of confirmed, like, you have to do that. If you don't do it, you will feel the consequences and Satan will find his way in there. I've been hearing this verse over and over and over again. And it's just John ten ten, like the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. Mm-hmm. And I just think about that. That verse is like been in my mind so much recently because I'm I'm trying to look at all these times throughout my life. And if anybody who's listening to this right now has listened to my last couple of episodes, I spoke on this a little bit, but just the little moments that Satan steals from us. And that's what he wants. Like he wants us to get in that space of like for you, like you said, sleep or like for me, um, my, I've had truck issues the last couple of days at my work. So I've worked, I worked 14 hours Monday and I worked 14 hours last Friday and I go in at, you know, three 30 in the morning. So you yeah. get home at, you know, five 30, six o'clock at night after you've been up since two o'clock in the morning, you're like, okay, I don't want to do anything else, but it's like, okay, no, how am I going to let Satan steal the rest of this night away from me? Or am I going to take advantage of this time with my kids, take advantage of, you know, the time that I get into the word. And it's just, it's not easy. Um, but if you let him get in and steal one moment from you, he's not going to stop with just that one moment. He's going to say, okay, I want two minutes now, then an hour, then a day, then it's next thing you know, it's been two days and you haven't been in the word. And then it's been two weeks and you haven't been in the word. And um, I, I don't want to be in that uh, in that state. Like if you're in the word every day and you're praying every single day and you take one day off, it, it just feels different. Like your spirit is just different. The biggest yeah. thing for me is pinpointing that because like in the past, I wasn't able to look at that and say Satan's trying to get to me. I'll just be like, you know, why am I feeling like this? But now I know like he's trying to take me from my purpose. He's trying to take me from what God wants me to do. And he's trying to just mess up my mind, basically, and kind of tell me, you don't want to do that. Just do this instead. Like, And I think being able to like see that and pinpoint it now has been big for me because now I can be like, oh, Satan's just trying to talk me down from this. Like he knows I'm on the verge of something mm-hmm. and he doesn't want me to do it. And I think that's very huge for me now. Understand that Satan wants to steal every moment from you that he can. Um, that's just that's so monumental to to be able to see it and then 
have a game plan for when he does come at you in that way. And yeah, I let him steal so many moments from my right. life for so long that it was like, like I said, I don't think I went to church from 16 to 20. I was either 21 or 22 when I went back. I didn't, I didn't read my Bible. I didn't go to church. Um, I haven't really shared this with very many people, but I was addicted to pornography from a very young age, like 13 years old. I let him steal a lot of, a lot of time from me. Mm-hmm. So it's been a long process trying to get that back and just like trying to be like, cause he almost makes you feel like that's just who you are in a way. Like, yeah. you don't, you don't have anxiety. You are anxiety. Like you're just anxious. Exactly. Um, it's just, he, the way he works is crazy. And just being able to look at that and just go back and be like, you know, God, this is what Satan's trying to do to me. I need some help. Yeah. Um, and he always points you in the right direction. He's always pointing me to a sermon that talks exactly about what I need right there or a Bible verse is crazy. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's just what I was looking up. I, it, whenever you said that, it reminded me of this verse from um, Joel chapter two, verse 25. And it, cause like how you said, trying to get back that time. Um, and it said in Joel chapter two, verse 25, it says, I'll, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. So it's just like, um, Satan is that locust trying to steal yeah. that time away from you. You know, Satan, the only power that Satan has over us is the power that we give him. So it's like, we choose to give in to him. We choose to let him take moments away from us. We choose to give in to the lies. Psalm chapter, I think it's, I want to say it's like Psalm chapter eight. Um, it talks about how, um, what is man that God is mindful of us, but he has made us a, just a little bit lower than the heavenly beings. And he's given us dominion over the works of his hands. And so like, when you understand that fact that we have dominion, um, over the things of this world, Satan doesn't want us to realize the, the dominion that we have, because once we understand that and we walk in that power that we've been given through the price that Jesus paid on the cross, um, that's when we can do some damage to him and, and to where, He's like, oh, crap, I'm going to have to I, I'm not going to be able to get to this person like I used to, because now they understand who they are through Christ. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. It's crazy that you just said that. Um, so after, it goes back to what we were talking about today, about where I was at the last couple of days. And I was talking mm-hmm. to him today and I was like, I need some help. Like, tell the devil to leave. I need him to leave. And he was like, you tell him to leave. That's what he told me. He was like, you tell him to leave. I gave you the power. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the dominion to be able to tell him to leave. So why aren't you telling him to leave? Exactly. It's basically kind of like, I can't do this for you every time. Um, I'm here when you need me, but like you have the power to tell him to leave. So yeah. it's just crazy that you would even say that. A woman at my church, um, not too long ago that she was talking about how, you know, you hear people say all the time, when I get to heaven, I want to meet this person or I want to meet that person from the Bible. The first, one of the first, and this might just be, uh, this is just off the subject a little bit. First person I want to meet is Pete Maravich. That's my favorite player of all time. He's already up there, but uh, you think he's up there. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's Christian. Oh, I, he's Christian. Know, I don't know anything about him. I know yeah, I had Pete, a teammate. He had a teammate that would do that in game. He would do that pass where you could pass it straight, but he would make it go sideways because it would spin. He oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's like Pete Maravich, bro. I just I learned it from Pete Maravich. I'm like, all right. Yeah, his uh, his story was pretty crazy because once he um, once he retired from the NBA, he got real like he was like um, like a kind of almost like an alcoholic, and you know I, he might have been into drugs and things like that. I'm not completely sure on that, but I know he was like an alcoholic, and um, he started getting real big into like UFOs and outer space and extraterrestrials and all that stuff. And uh, then he came to Christ and he got saved like a couple years before he died. He died pretty um, so, young, didn't he? 
four. Yeah, he was like forty-one. Yeah, because he was see. born in forty-seven, and then he died in eighty-eight. But uh, yeah, he had a, like a something something with his heart. He was like born with half a heart, mm. and uh, so they say that people that usually are born with that condition they don't live forty years. You know, they they live like maybe I think I feel like they said because I used to watch all his documentaries and stuff when I was a kid. So mm-hmm. I feel like they said it was like 15, 15 or 20 years, something like that, usually. And he played back, you know, the NBA for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> he's a superstar. Um, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, he's the first one that I want to meet. But anyway, back to what this woman said. She said that, you know, people oftentimes they say, I'm looking forward to meet this person in heaven. And I want to ask them about this or that. Or what was it like to to meet Jesus when he was on earth? And she said that she heard somebody say once that, she feels like the, or they felt like the people, some of the people in the Bible would be coming up to us and being like, Hey, how was it to walk the earth with the Holy spirit inside of you? Cause you know, they didn't have it. You know, if you look in scripture, certain people were, you know, the spirit would come over them for a moment and they would do something mm-hmm. miraculous, but it wasn't there. That's why Jesus said, I'm going and then I'm sending the comforter, the Holy spirit, um, to indwell inside of you. And so it's like, uh, she was like, yeah, just think about that. Some people might be coming to us and asking us, Hey, what was it like to you know, have the Holy Spirit inside of you. What did that feel like? You know, what are we going to tell them? <laughs> That's an interesting perspective. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, um, I want to talk about that. We'll jump off here in a second, but I just wanted to um, talk about hoops for a second. So I know you play, like you said a second ago, you played Juco ball and everything like that. So uh, what was a little, uh, it could be like a funny story or something that you're proud of that you, from your hoop days or something like that. You got a quick one? I got one. I got one. Yeah. You tell yours and I'll I'll talk about it. Okay. So I, um, when I was in high school, um, you know, like I've said before on here, I wanted to play in the NBA Mm -hmm. and I was, I was kind of a, I I would say confident player. You know, I was like a confident guy, you know what I'm saying? And, um, (laughs) I played at, uh, um, I got, I went to this, um, college, like it's a small Christian college in Knoxville. And I got, um, went to like this summer basketball camp there they did like a three point shootout. Right. And so went through all the rounds and it was just me and this other dude in the championship. And so like we were sitting there side by side and I told him, you know, I think I heard like Larry bird or something say this one time, but I just told him, I was like, second place ain't too bad. You know, there's a lot of people out here playing second place ain't too bad. And he just started like, kind of looked at me. And then, uh, after I beat him, then I went back up to him. I told you, well, second, you know, second place ain't too bad. So that was <laughs> called my shot and then, uh, knocked him out. But I was, so I was pretty proud of that. <laughs> you were one of those. No, I was a quiet assassin. I don't know. Yeah. If somebody was talking to me, I wouldn't really say much back, but then I'd make my move and then I'm just staring at you. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you in your eyes. I wasn't really, yeah, I didn't talk too much, but, um, I'm trying to think, man, um, you want a funny story or you want something I'm proud of? Which, whichever one you could do. You could do, if they're not, you know, super long, you can do them both. I guess something I'm proud of, which I went to a 4A division one school. So you can kind of do with that what you will with this information, but I broke the block record at my school. Oh, dang. It's, that's dope. Six foot two. That's crazy. Yeah, so I'm proud of that. I actually yeah. got it on this little, this little thing back go. here. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I like that. Funny story, man. So, yeah, my senior year, I was a little cocky. I will say I didn't talk much, but I was a little cocky. So I was the type that, like, if I'm shooting a three and I make it, I'm, like, trotting back backwards. Everybody knows I'm feeling myself kind of thing. And there was one specific game I made it. I think I went up. We went up, like, two in the fourth quarter, and I'm, like, trotting back, and I fall and hit my head 
on the ground. So I guess that would be, it's not really funny, but I mean, looking back, it's funny. <laughs> but people always talk to me about that to this day, like people I played with. So yeah, I got a, I got a coach that still brings up this story and I don't think I've ever shared this on here. Um, we played, uh, this, this high school, that was one of the bigger ones in this area. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we didn't stand a chance against them. Like we knew, you know, kind of going into it, it was kind of that we're probably going to get beat type of deal. You know what I'm saying? And, um, so I was sick. There was like three, uh, two of our starters didn't even, couldn't even come to the game because they were sick. Mm -hmm. And so I was feeling sick too. Like I had like stomach flu. There was like a bunch of dudes that had stomach flu that was on our team. So I think, I feel like we only had like seven players show up to the game. And so I'm like, man, this ain't going to be good. I'm already not feeling good. Mm -hmm. So start of the game, um, you know, adrenaline kind of takes over a little bit and I was, I was not having, you know, too shabby of a half for being sick. They shot it and missed one of our guys got the rebound and I just started feeling something coming up and I'm like, Oh, this ain't good. So I just to look, I'm like looking around, I run over and there's a trash can sitting there and I just, whoa, I just throw up <laughs> all in the trash can. And there was like a little girl sitting behind it. She's like, oh, so, you know, some of it got on her. And I'm like, oh, and I was like, and so I just ran back on the court and the guy passed to me. I shot a three and made it. And the coach was like, no, no, no. Y'all got to take him out of the game. <laughs> That's crazy. Now but, that you say that, though, that makes me. OK, so one time I had strep throat and I didn't go to school that day. Actually, I didn't go to school. I texted my coach like I'm not going to be able to play. I don't remember if the game was very significant, but I ended up playing. I dropped a triple-double, actually. Dang. With points, rebounds, and blocks. Because, yeah. I mean, I played – so I'm 6'2", but at my school, I played, like, the four. Yeah. Because we didn't have a lot of big guys. So, yeah, I was – I remember – so we changed our last name. I don't know if you see it down there. My last name is Freck, but uh, you see over oh, yeah, on yeah. this sign, like, it says Almond Joy. And I remember after I, uh, after I dropped that triple-double, they did, like, a whole thing in the paper about – Almond Joy, or it was like, how sweet the Almond Joy, because my last name was Almond. Yeah. I hated that to this day. Like, everybody started calling me Almond Joy. Like, if it was up <laughs> to me, I would probably just cut that off up there. But, yeah. Some, but, uh, yeah, I guess that was my crazy six story. Most yeah. blocks I'd ever had in a game, and I just happened to have a strip throw. Like, they had, like, a separate water bottle for me and everything. I was, like, at the end of the bench on timeouts. It's almost like I felt like because I played several sit games, it was almost like you're so focused on God, I just feel like crap that you're not even really thinking about the game as much. And then you're just going out there playing. Like, yeah, whatever game, happens, happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blue game. But yeah, my coach, he's still whenever he calls me, he's like, yeah, whenever uh, we have a new team, I always tell him that story every year. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm, I want to do a new thing, and then we'll get out of here. I started it last week, and if you don't have anything, um, I can just edit this out or whatever. But um, I want to give my guests, anytime they're on, the opportunity to, because I know we're all um, at different points in our walk with Christ, and we're all um, facing you know different trials or whatever in whatever season of life that you're in. So is there like a specific thing um, that God is kind of um, reiterating in your life right now or something that he's... Um, been like showing you or teaching you or whatever um, in this moment that you'd be comfortable sharing you really lead me to uh yeah so a verse that has been huge for me in my walk with god has been romans eight eighteen. Um, mm -hmm. if you go on my instagram page you'll see it um, i put it in my cover arts um, and basically it's for i consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us 
And I think that can just apply to everybody. doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done, what you're doing right now, even like if you're seeking God, he will give you all the glory that he wants, all the glory he wants to give to you and will give to you will be yours. And he's really just putting that on my heart that like people need to hear that mm -hmm. because people think if they come from a place of suffering, he didn't love them or they're not worthy to be in that spot with him. And that's not the case. Like he wants us there. And this world is ran by Satan. Like we have to remember that this world is ran by Satan and we have to seek him. And if we do, all of that will be given to us. Basically, like you said, Matthew 6, 33, seek first yeah. the kingdom of God. And he just really put that on my heart that people need to hear that. I got it tatted on my arm. Here's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that verse I'll, has been really big for me. I love that verse because it, it gives you hope too, that whatever you're going through, um, it's nothing to be compared with what's to come. I want to put it, man. I want to put it on shirts, hats, wristbands. I don't care. I just want people to see it that don't know what it is and just look it up. And just like you said earlier, plant that seed. Mm -hmm. That's all you got to do is plant that seed. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So you got anything else that you want to you share before we get out of here? Not really, man. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, yeah, man. You're doing great here. You God's really using you. So just keep doing what appreciate you're doing. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Yeah. Um, what do you, you want to tell the people where to find you at? Yeah, so you can find me, uh, Jake with a Y. I don't know. I should probably. You'll have it in the title, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My name. Okay. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, wherever you need to find me. Um, just look me up, man. Hit me up. Give me a DM. I want to talk. Like, I want to build community. You and Eric talked about that. I really want to build community mm -hmm. with other believers. So just hit me up, yeah. man. You don't have to listen to my music. Just hit me up. Yeah, but check out the music, too. I'll put all that in the... Uh... All that in the show notes, in the description, everything like that. I'll attach all the links. So if somebody wants to uh, check out your Instagram or whatever, um, it'll be easy for them to find. But uh, you got any anything you're dropping soon? I'm actually dropping something Friday. So are you dropping this next Monday? Yeah. So it'll be, what would that yeah, be, so, the 6th or something? Yeah. So it'll be out. Um, I'm dropping Seventh. it on, what day is that? Fourth. Let me look it up real quick. Yeah, the fourth. So I'm dropping a new song called From the Pavement Okay. on the fourth. And it basically kind of goes back to Romans 8.18. It um, doesn't matter where you're from. Like, it's actually a Tupac poem. I have it tatted on my arm. I don't know that I should have got a Tupac poem tatted on my arm, but I did. <laughs> and it's basically, um, long live the rose that grew from the crack in the concrete when no one else ever cared. And I think it kind of correlates with 8.18. Like, no matter what sufferings you're going through, you can rise up. You can become a rose. So. Yeah. That's what I got coming soon. And then, like I said, I'm working on a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, y'all be looking out for it. I'm excited to hear it. I'm uh, genuinely, uh, you know, a fan of what you're doing, the music that you're putting out. And I'm excited to see the way that the Lord continues to allow you to create more music and content for him. So um, I appreciate your time. Thank you for coming appreciate on that, and man. sharing your story a little bit with us. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. So um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Like I say, go check out. Uh, Jake, I'll put all his info in the description. Um, until next time, God bless you guys. Have a great week.